Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. The Great Lighthouses of Ireland is a collection of striking images and fascinating stories about the iconic lighthouses that dot our coastline and the extraordinary men and women who lived and worked in them. I'm joined by the author of this unique book, David Hare, and I have the book here in front of me. Good morning to you, David. How are you? Good morning, Alan. I'm fine, thanks, and thank you for having me on the programme. Tell us how your fascination with lighthouses began, because you know I'm going to gravitate towards the ones here in Wexford, but I'll come on to that in a second, but your fascination with them, why and when? Well, uh, it's simple, really. I live in County Kerry, and um, as I speak to you now, I can actually see the Bull Rock, uh, which has a lighthouse on it. And um, I, I think that's really where, where my, my interest in lighthouses began. It was just fantastic to see this, this amazing rock, uh, which has an arch that goes all the way through it. You can actually drive a boat through the rock, uh, or rather through the arch in the rock. And um, on it, there's a, there's a lighthouse. The lighthouse has been changed. It used to be um, it was built in 1899, but they replaced it a few years ago with... Um, a stainless steel pole and an LED light right. uh, on the top, but it's still a, a magical place to look at, and I can see it flashing Pe- every night. Yeah, people tuning in to us this morning will say, I know that name, I know that uh, story, and the fact is you have a TV series of the same name that is very popular. What features on the series, and is it, you know, is it, is it still on air at the moment? Tell us more. Uh, well, thank you. We've, we've done two series. The first was shown in 2018, and the second was shown in May of this year, and then RTE repeated it um, at, at a rather strange time. I think it was at midnight or one in the morning or something. Um, but they will repeat it in, in, in normal hours, if we can call them that, uh, I'm sure. But the good thing was that it meant that, you know, once the program goes on air, it's then on the RTE player for, I think, three weeks. Now, I think, unfortunately, it's gone now, because okay. three weeks are up. But it meant that people who didn't necessarily want to watch it at one in the morning could, could see it again on, on the player, which was good. I'm looking at the book. It says, Hook Head Lighthouse is the oldest continuously operational lighthouse in Ireland. Um, yeah, fascinating story here. Share it with us, please. Well, yes. I mean, there's an argument as to whether or not it's the oldest continuing, uh, continuously operational lighthouse in the world. Um, and, and there is an argument about that. But certainly it is in, in Ireland. Uh, I mean, there have been sort of beacons or braziers placed on the rocks, uh, you know, for, for hundreds of years before the lighthouse was built. And we reckon the lighthouse was built in about 1170. And essentially, essentially, the structure that we see today is pretty much what was built then. Um, so it's a very, very impressive building, as many, many of your listeners will know, and it's become a hugely popular uh, tourist attraction in, in the southeast. Yeah, and then sticking in the Wexford area, Tusker Lighthouse has a lot of history to it as well, and it's also featured in the book. Can you share some of the history about that one with us, please? Yes, Tusker Lighthouse is, is really interesting, and um, the lighthouse that we see today was built sort of between 1812 and 1815, which is when the lighthouse, the, the light was established, which is the word that they used for when the light is first shone, um, and that was on the 4th of June in 1815, and actually it has a rather, it has a, a couple of rather sad stories. Um, it's the site of the biggest loss of life involved in the construction of a lighthouse and uh, in october of 1812 a huge storm blew in 
10 of the construction workers were swept off the rock and drowned. Two were very, very seriously injured, and 14 survived by literally clinging onto the rock for two days before they were rescued. But what's amazing about that is that once the men had been taken off the rock, given a little bit of time to rest and recuperate, they went back out onto the rock and worked there for another two and a half years. And then once they'd finished building that lighthouse, Tuscala, the Tusca Rock Lighthouse, they went up to Inish Trahal Island, which is an island off the north coast of County Donegal. It's the most northerly lighthouse um, in Ireland. And just, just amazing to think that, you know, the conditions that they worked and lived under, and despite that sort of trauma of seeing 10 of your fellow workers, you know, swept to your death, you just go back out under the rock and you, you carry on building. You, you say the book wrote itself, David. Is that thanks to the filming of the wealth of information that's already out there circulating about these amazing lighthouses? Well, <laughs> I did I did write that the book wrote, sort of wrote itself in the introduction. And I think what I meant by that was that um, an awful lot of work had gone into producing the two television series. So a lot of the research had been done. Um, so to that, to, in, in that sense, it wrote itself. I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of information in the book yeah. that there isn't in the TV series. There are lots and lots of stories in the book that we just weren't able to... F- factor able in. To did, did you, did you factor into the... Cookies. Yeah, sorry for cutting across you. Did you factor into the TV series The Raid on the Fastnet by the IRA? When, when did this happen? Absolutely, that was one of the stories we featured. Uh, that was in uh, Midsummer's Night of June 1921, wow. and a lot of a lot of lighthouses, uh, including the Hookhead Lighthouse, uh, lighthouse a, a lot of them were raided by the IRA um, uh, and anti-treaty forces at that time, because of course they had lots of uh, gunpowder, gun cotton and other materials like telescopes and binoculars, things that would be very useful. Yes. So they decided to, to mount a raid on the fast net, and um, it was a sort of relatively calm yeah. midsummer's night, and they they were able to land on the rock, and uh, they they found, the you know, the, the door of the lighthouse was open. Now, there's a question as to whether the, the lightkeepers knew that they were coming, hmm. uh, that they were sympathetic, to the cause, right? Who knows? Uh, wh- wh- no why were they after the lighthouse in the first place? The open in order to get some fresh air. Okay. In. Nobody knows, but they they came, they took what they wanted, and they went away with their with their gunpowder and their and their yeah. other equipment. Okay, I'm also getting apologies for coloring across you there because I, I think we're at a different level with the phone line. Not our fault. Just just to come back to this again, why would the IRA have targeted the lighthouses? They would have targeted the lighthouses because they used to use uh, gunpowder um, to make explosions which were used as fog signals. Um, so there was a lot of um, a lot of very useful equipment if you're trying to sort of, you know, make, make bombs or make explosions. Uh, there was equipment in lighthouses that would be very useful for, for that, for that purpose. All right, we have to wrap it up in just a second. I, I want to talk to you, by way of conclusion, about the isolation and the loneliness of manning these uh, lighthouses. Is that does, does that feature in your book? It certainly does, and it's very important to mention the lightships as well, because Wexford has a very, very strong tradition 
of you know the, the so-called Wexford Navy. Yes, and we talk about that a lot in the book. Um, you know the lives that they led, and, and in many ways, the lives of the light ship men were actually tougher than the lighthouse keepers because on a light ship you really are stuck. Uh, you've nowhere to go. Whereas even on the Tusker Rock, you know, you can you can get out of the lighthouse and have, stretch your legs a bit um, on solid ground. But in a light ship, you're just at the mercy of the wind and the tide and the and the sea, and it can be an uncomfortable place to be. Yeah, and a lonely place to be as well. I had a granduncle who was actually on the light ships, and of course, not far from where the southeast radio is, the Guillemot used to stand proudly here for many, many years. Uh, are many of the light ships still preserved? Do you know? Uh, sadly not. Um, there's one light ship tied up uh, in Dublin port. Yeah. Uh, one one went away, and, and there's now, I think, a, ref, a sort of floating restaurant in Paris. Oh. Um uh, I think most of them don't exist anymore, sadly. It's, sadly. it's, it's a great shame, but there's, there's certainly one tied up alongside Dublin Port, but it's, it's not in a great state. Thank you, David. Enjoy talking to you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. The Great Lighthouses of Ireland, as seen on TV. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views.